being strong enough to stand in the middle of a storm and being willing um, to hold on to a loved one tight and keep them still as the torment blows all around them and knowing that you don't know when the torment is going to stop. Welcome to another episode of The Burnt Chef Journal, hosted by myself, Chris Hall, the founder of The Burnt Chef Project. This week's guest is Emeka Frederick, who is the owner of Chukus, a Nigerian tapas restaurant. He's a, what a legend, a great guy. I could have spoken to him for a, a longer period of time. Very profound views on business, life, mental health and well-being. And to be honest with you, again, you know, as with all of these guests, each one brings a slightly unique and different view of looking at the industry and the subject of health and well-being. And, you know, without these these guests, this podcast couldn't be possible and we wouldn't be able to bring you this content. So thanks, Emeka, for joining me this week. And uh, I really hope that you enjoy this week's episode. On the surface, we at Lamb Weston are a leading global frozen potato product provider, but hospitality is in our roots. We are helping to chip away the stigma of mental health in the industry and truly believe in well-being through potatoes, which is why we are in full support of the Burnt Chef project. If you want to find out more about how we provide well-being through the humble potato or try a free sample of our award-winning products, such as our proper British chips, The Dukes, Follow us on Instagram at Lamweston UK. I just wasn't connecting Chris and <laughs> just I don't know because I just I don't know what I read K R I S as like. Chris. <laughs> I don't know. Right. I don't know. Just, there's anybody else? Like, oh, Chris! Like it was just such a donut Chris. moment. <laughs> so. Um... I usually start these conversations, literally, I mean, the floor entirely yours, just ex- explain to the listeners sort of who you are, how you found yourself in, in the world of hospitality and, and what it is that you do. Wow. Um, oh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to share. Um, I always really love um, these conversations because it's a time to just like, just reflect on your own journey, really. Um, but yeah, so my name, I'm Emeka, Emeka Federick. Um, I am the co-founder of Chukus, um, the world's first Nigerian tapas restaurant. Um, I'm super passionate about rewriting the global narrative around Africa um, and at the same time changing people's mindsets, um, uh, principally to try to help them master um, their their self-potential. Um or master one, yeah, master one's potential. Um, and actually, the restaurant was kind of part of my my life mission in that sense. Um, taking uh, food, cuisine, culture uh, as one way, um, I feel that we can um, have a better representation um, of of Africa. Um, and I start with the country that you know I know best. Um, I can't do it complete and utter justice, um, but I'm a student of my of my culture um, alongside my my sister who I run it with. And at the same time, then in terms of of, of shifting mindsets, you know, 
getting people to dine out, enjoy, celebrate Nigerian food that they haven't already done so before is actually kind of like my first kind of, um, I suppose, uh, step of, of kind of demonstrating actually to myself that I can actually help people change their mindsets. And there's a lot of things I would like to, you know, when I project forward where I like to be come come 80 years old, you know, there's there's a lot of kind of um, change I would like to, to leave the world with. So this is the kind of, I suppose, the first life module for me. Um, so yeah, that, that's that's me. I think that's class. And so, how long has has the restaurant been going for? Yeah, so we opened our brick and mortar site um, at the beginning of January of of twenty twenty, not January, um, February twenty twenty, which was brilliant timing um, because there was then this global pandemic uh, <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> a month later. Um, so it's been a super challenging year, but we've also been, we've actually been going with the restaurant now five years. Um, yeah, five, just over, well, over five years now, five years at the beginning of 2021. Um, and so we had a long, uh, a long kind of incubation period as as a pop-up, um, which was um, slightly enforced um, uh, in the sense that, well, so self-enforced, should I say, um, in the sense that my sister and I didn't come from an, a hospitality background. Um, so prior to starting out with Chukus, my sister was abroad teaching, um, teaching, teaching English in, in, in other countries. Um, and I was a strategy consultant in, in the city. Um, so it's funny because so many people were like oh yeah that's why you can do business and I was like absolutely not um the kind of the work that I did yes there was some good transferable skills but it didn't prepare me for the life of entrepreneurship and it certainly didn't prepare me for the life of of, of working in hospitality and I think my sister and I we 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 knew that we weren't prepared from from the get-go and you know, we hold the industry with a lot of respect. Um, and actually, I hope we can kind of get into the conversation uh, around that um, later on. Um, and well, in terms of holding respect, it was a case of like, well, let's not just come in thinking that like, we can just come and just just nail this, you know. Um, yes, we're mm-hmm. smart people, but that doesn't mean there's not smart people in this industry. And not only that, who have got like, years worth of experience and functional skills which you just don't have um so go and soak up um you know all that you can learn from some great people you know read <laughs> watch um just just be a sponge and and so we were doing that for a long time alongside us actually training ourselves through you know the pop-ups you know giving us an opportunity to build a brand giving us opportunity to fundraise and all and all that so as I said, so it was it was slightly self-enforced because we wanted that so um apprenticeship that we kind of built out for our, built out for ourselves. But at the same time, just by the nature of the process of learning what you're doing, you know, finding a site, finding the cash, <laughs> that that itself took yeah. half a decade or so. So uh, <laughs> yeah. It's it's funny to be here like that that, that long on. Um, because yeah, I've actually now been doing this a lot longer than than I was actually as a 
as a, as a business consultant. That's mad. And so why hospitality? Like, that's quite a radical change to go from a business consultant and a teacher to all of a sudden owning, I mean, I say all of a sudden, and it was obviously no easy feat, you know, it takes time and resilience, but to owning a restaurant and, and trying to radically change people's views on on how to dine out and their experience. What 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 was the catalyst for all this? So before um, leaving my job, I suppose I was actually already looking at a way that I could um, go and work out in, in in Africa, West Africa specifically, and most likely I was looking at um, the likes of um, Nigeria due to heritage as well as Ghana, again, because English language. Um, so I was kind of exploring opportunities and that. And moreover, like years ago, years and years ago, like my sister and I being young, we've been thinking about this idea of, you know, having a Nigerian restaurant where just in an area where we would like frequent regularly because we didn't grow up in the like the very midst of the Nigerian community in like the edge of East London and Essex where we were born and raised. Um, you know, so we were just a case of like, oh, would be great to have this kind of place which was like super accessible, super like just no, known that, you know, people who are not necessarily from the diaspora could go in and enjoy it. So like there were these two dual forces really. Like I had this, we had this kind of like idea which had been kind of circling around for a while about a Nigerian restaurant establishment. I hadn't really kind of understood how it was going to be, you know. And I was, as I said, having this idea about how I can orientate myself to be more Africa focused um, in light of my kind of, you know, future life missions and stuff like that. And Actually, there was one conversation I remember having with someone who who basically talked about um, my edge, and what they said again, going back to you know respecting and um, industries or sectors, it can always talk about respecting them, um, respecting the country and respecting the people there. Because I had this idea that yeah, now I would go out and go back home and 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 bring back my skills that I've learned here and really be able to super help charge. I was like, hang on a minute. Do you think there's not people who are super intelligent, well-skilled, better networked than you already on ground who are, who are you know, trying things, you know, trying to enact yeah. change? And it became from the dawn from that conversation that actually my edge was actually being at the intersection point. My edge was taking the culture, taking knowledge from there, taking understanding from there and trying to translate it to, you know, a culture that I fully understood in the UK and trying to get mm-hmm. that, I suppose, greater awareness, greater appreciation, greater love for the country and the continent um, from my position in the UK. So that that kind of dawned on me and there was this Nigerian food. So they, at that time, it just like, you know what, actually let's actually push forward with this this Nigerian restaurant idea. And I remember coming back from from Nigeria. What year was it? It would have been Christmas 2014. And I was just on a, I was on a plane. And I love, I love, I love traveling solo because, um, and uh, yeah, I know I've seen one of the questions you ask about like, um, you know, 
keeping yourself um, you know, like, so it's even keel or that. And for me, like meditation is a big thing. And you, on a plane, when no one else is, or when you're traveling solo, no one else really like bothers you. And it's like, I've got, it's like six beautiful hours just to think about what I wanted to do. Um, and yeah, from there, I was like, I'm gonna gonna crack on with this Nigerian food idea, this Nigerian restaurant idea. I'd seen like other entrepreneurs out in the country, and I was like, "Yo, I, I'm yes, I'm young, but I can I can actually do this because I've seen it." You know, I didn't know that I really could because I, like most of my friends and or all my friends, we were all in, like you know, professional services, and you know, that was the career path. You know, let's actually roll up our sleeves and do something a bit gritty. So yeah, started come came back and was like, just gonna get started with some dinner parties. Um, invite some unwitting friends and then just take it from there and like literally it was step by step by step um you know then it was the pop-ups you know we did more supper clubs then it was like a longer residency then was another takeover you know and five years later there's 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 a brick and mortar site uh, that you've been dreaming of so yeah it's been a very organic organic journey in that sense Having, I resonate with your journey because it's similar to how Burnt Chef Project started. Like, you know, you want to make a, a change. You know, you, you like. So, I'm not from hospitality background either. You know, I've worked mm. in hospitality now for ten years, but my career over sales and marketing has been across multiple industries. And I fell in love with this industry, and you all wanted to change something. And I resonate with your story because it kept coming up and eventually it took that moment that you took that plunge to be able to commit to that idea and then you think fuck i don't have a clue what i'm doing i've got no idea how to set up a company i've got no idea how to set up my own email address let alone get it from an idea perspective to where it's turning over money what did it feel like to finally make that decision and go i'm gonna I'm gonna stop my career and i'm gonna i'm gonna go with this how how did you feel at that time do you remember yeah i, I can um it was about tuesday 10 just gone 10 o'clock um uh, exactly. yeah, I, I, I know exactly what happened I, I think for me i'll tell the story but just to, to caveat like my situation at the time i was young in my career i wasn't i just secured a promotion like about six months before so i wasn't gonna and i was thinking am i gonna go for the next run run which was probably gonna be about three probably around three years that I need to kind of commit to time as I said I was already kind of thinking maybe there's other opportunities maybe I'll stay but there's other opportunities outside and I didn't I wasn't committed in terms of you know having dependence I wasn't committed in terms of having you know financial overheads as a mortgage or the like so you know I hadn't I had this opportunity to 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 kind of like step out you know so when it happened it was a very, I was very calm. I was shaking, my hands were shaking, but with excitement. I was, I was, I was very calm at this and clear that this is, this was needed to happen now. So I had this call with a guy, um, this is a January um, 2016, and we were about to do our first official pop-up um, for Chukus um, a couple of weeks after, and he was supplying some drinks, and he knew we've been doing these dinner parties and, you know, we kind of been mucking around the idea. And he said, you know, when are you going to, like, to step out and do it properly? I said, yeah, 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 yeah. you know, I've got this. He said, yeah, 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 I know. But, like, when are you going to just, like, take the leap? 
you know, and he said, what's stopping you? And I just didn't have an answer. I just didn't have an answer. And that for me was just like, fine, let's go. You know, and so he, he didn't, he didn't even overly push me. You know, you need to do it. I just, I was just like, hmm. I literally went back to my desk um, and I was, and I said, I was, my hands were excited. I was like, wow, I'm going to do this. Um, I called up my big sister and I told her, um, yeah, I think I'm going to leave my job. And she was like, okay. Um, and I called up my dad. I said, are you around in the city today? And just so happened, you know, he doesn't usually work there. He was. So he met up for lunch, um, not for lunch. So like a, it was like an early dinner. I left work a bit early. And and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm quitting. And he's like, cool, sounds good. <laughs> and um, yeah, that, that was it. Like, it was done. It was done. My mum tried to you know, suggest maybe I should stay for a little bit longer. But I think she was also, also what she said made sense. It helped me just think it through a little bit more, position myself a bit better, you know. But the decision itself was done and within within was it four weeks definitely by yeah it would have been within four weeks I was I was out you know so between my notice period so amazing amazing I love that like and certainly like as well when you talk about certain events like for example you know your, your father being in in the city and he's not usually there and you needed to meet him at quite a pinnacle point the universe hey listen I I 100% believe in that I 100% believe in that, that, that the universe, like, it's, as I said, there's certain topics you wanted to get into, but, like, one of the things that's on my mind a lot is actually about, like, trying to tune out a lot of external noise, external stimuli, to be able to kind of, like, tune in to yourself, and also then the kind of the natural energy that you know you're giving off, other people are giving off, and there is just in just in the world because, like, so many things just kind of like happen. Like, I, I give you, I give you a, another case in point specifically about the about the restaurant. We had this wonderful grey stent writer, wonderful grey stent writer, and the thing is, it referenced me. Like several times, I was way, I was there at the entrance when I kind of greeted her in. But what people don't realise is typically my sister and I are no longer on the restaurant floor or in the kitchen. You know, we have a team as a, we're kind of management restaurateurs. The reason, only reason I was there that day is because we had a number of illnesses. So like what was like a terrible day, you know, turned out to be this end of fantastic review. Like if I wasn't there, she just doesn't. She's not gonna get that same oh contact point with the, the with the with the owner. And the funny thing was, I had no clue who she was. Like, like this write up came out, yeah. <laughs> this write up came out, and like he were like, oh, so you like have you seen her? Like, you were like, oh, you, Grace didn't reference you. Like I was like, what are you talking? I've never met her. And there's another guy we had a front of house supervisor at the time who had dreadlocks. So I was like, oh. She's obviously classic. She's mixed me up. And then, like, it was like, no, he wasn't that day. He wasn't wasn't on shift. And he just, like, I was like, oh, wow, that was her. And 
you know, so for one point it was like, wow, that was so random. If, I, if we didn't have all these illnesses, if it hadn't been this crap day, you know, I wouldn't have been there. The second thing was, I'm so grateful that we have, you know, an ideology or that, that treat everybody the same because mm. I wouldn't have wanted to give it any more star treatment than I give anybody else. Do you know what I mean? Like you know, everybody should feel like a bit of a celebrity. That's like my kind of thinking that when we, you know, people come to the restaurant, you know, let them enjoy this, this really enjoy this occasion. Um, you know, so I think it's quite, you know, natural Nigerian hospitality, hospitable kind of factor. We just really want to just give. So yeah, but like a hundred percent believe in 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 the idea that you know that things just align in the universe, and th- this idea about um, things things don't happen quickly, but they do happen suddenly. And like over the last couple of years, I've just seen more and more, and it's kind of probably coupled in as I've kind of feeling I'm a bit more tuned into me and the world of these situations of just like things just like happening, like really serendipitously. Um, so yeah, hundred percent believe on that. I love that. Things don't happen quickly, but they happen suddenly. That's your soundbite right there, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks. Um, but it's, it's very true. Very true. I was having a conversation with an ambassador of mine today who was, out of sorts and uh he didn't know why i said well the answer's not going to suddenly come to you now during this conversation but something will click in the next day two days three days week and it will take you on a completely different tangent to the one that you're on now and it could be the one for the better but as you say it will happen suddenly yeah I think but it might not necessarily be right now i think it's um like abstractly it sounds like a great soundbite but like um I like to use the kind of um, what's the word? Ah, analogy. Yeah, no, I'm not sure. That's mm-hmm. not the, that's not the right grammatical term. But anyway, we're gonna go with it. Um, of of just like a cup, just like filling up with water. And I think when you understand that, that it's like okay, if you're filling up a cup of water with droplets, it is always getting filled, but it it doesn't overflow until there's one particular droplet i don't know if that's the thousandth or the millionth you know depends on the the size of the vessel but like it, and and once that that one little droplet which feels like no more significant than any other droplets happens there's overflow and it's like like i think when you when you when you kind of like deep that kind of like picture you're like mm, that's 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 kind of how nature works can i if i can i apply that sort of you know, idea and force to to my own life, and um, yeah, I think it's been super super helpful um, in in understanding one that we may just need to keep going and be patient about this, um, and also just be prepared for that any any particular droplet, any particular conversation, any particular event could be the most significant one, and you don't know. So treat them all with. With great, with great care. Seriously, you know. Sorry, one hundred percent. Get too excited with us. <laughs> no, I mean this. This is this is your flaw. Like I'm, I, I used to think this is all a bunch of hocus pocus, bumbo jumbo, right? It can't, I'm a science guy. I'm a data guy. You need to quantify it, touch it, feel it, see it. And here I am, 
talking about mental health and how the universe is a weird way of pointing us in directions. And I thoroughly believe, I, I mean, mental health is, yes, it's, you know, it's scientifically backed and mental illness, but universe, 100%, 100%. And it leads me quite nicely onto, onto the sort of the main, main topic of conversation and the reason why the Birchef Journal starts. But just going back to what you're saying about taking little steps and, you know, accumulating that doesn't necessarily have to lead to, you know, massive, massive radical business ideas or anything like that. Sometimes it's a case of just getting out of out of bed and, you know, taking a step in the right direction in terms of dressing yourself and washing yourself. But a lovely segue, like what I did there, but it leads me on to the question about like what the subject of mental health and mental illness means to you specifically. Yeah, um, I actually think I think actually really was a lovely segue. Um, yeah, for me, is I I haven't I haven't fortunately um, suffered from it, but um, more directly. But I've been very close to to siblings who have. Um, it's just gutting, gutting not being able to know what you can do, but I think. The thing where you, the question I was trying to answer, what, what, what does it mean? I mean, I think that I came up with this this idea of just being strong enough to stand in the middle of a storm and being willing um, to hold on to a loved one tight and keep them still as the torment blows all around them and knowing that you don't know when the torment is going to stop. Like, I think that's, that's for me, been my experience with mental health, you know, just seeing someone, I say this, 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 this storm, just, just enrapturing them and not knowing how to support. But then, as you said, knowing that all you can do is, 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 is support, for small small wins, as you said, can I help you get out of bed today? Can I check in to make sure um, you're fed? That you're, you know, can I make sure that you've gone out for your walk that today? And I think that, you know, there's at times when people say people think like, you know, that you're going to make radical change, and and actually that's been one of the one a couple of the things that those who've I know suffer from it. They've actually been annoyed by even the health professionals about this idea that oh, you're gonna you're gonna get through it. You're gonna manage it. It's like yeah, but like, am I? Moreover, even if I am, it could be taking me twenty years to get on top of this. Or I never, you know, in terms of being able to manage it, you know, in terms of being able, it's maybe never it's gonna go. It's something I'm gonna have to manage for the whole of my life. And so this 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 kind of idea that okay, it's something. And then you know, like like it's like like losing weight, not like not like mm. losing weight at all, you know. And it's a, it's 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 just it's just super heavy. Yeah, sometimes I think to myself like, you know, I have like a bad day, and I just think like, I can't I can't come I can't actually imagine how hard it is to have this heavy weight every day that I need to kind of lift up and 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 control and manage it's just it's just exhausting and I think if you can 
if you can get that sort of picture into your head, um, not yours, but like one's head, that I suppose helps a lot more in terms of being able to support someone because you can start to realise why they can't do certain things. They are absolutely exhausted consistently with the, and this weight, you know, just, you know, even in a good day, the thing is that it's it's been there and, you know, through the night or through the day before. And so now they're tired, you know, so just, just supporting them to manage in, managing their energies, taking, taking a load off if you can. Um, um, and also kind of, but then actually also trying to find the balance where, where they, they they want to do things, you know, it's not like you're going to stop them from, you know, you don't want to make sure that, okay, if you're going to take, okay, don't do any work, because actually that's actually helpful in terms of forgetting or, or suppressing, you know, the the energy or the, the, the kind of the, the mental illness that you're trying to. So, yeah. Yeah, for me, I, I like, it's, as I said, my 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 experience comes primarily from, just trying to support and it's it's just gutting not knowing what what you can what you can do and I think you do as you say you have to just focus on on the on the very very small wins um yeah for me like in terms of not mental health but I suppose what I feel like I can like talk more on is about mental resilience um, you know, as I mentioned about like mindset, and the two are the two are very are very different. I think there is some overlap, but it's also very very different. You know. But I do think we we have an opportunity set aside mental illness, which if you have, it's it's going to be it's going to be a challenge for could it be a challenge at any day. But that I think in as a society, we have an opportunity to actually try to train our, our mind muscle, which I always see as our most powerful muscle, to to be better every day. Like you know, I think I I find it interesting to see so many people who like hit the gym, but don't like mentally hit the gym. They don't actually you know take some time out to do some sort of mind training over there. Like you know, some sort of meditation or some other practices, which there, there are lots of, um, to just feel feel kind of like stronger and more kind of capable of achieving things in their life. And because I, I, I do think at, at some at some level, some of the prevalence of 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 um, mental health issues. Um, yeah, in in modern day society, is is due to people kind of not being aligned with their with their with their true self. Um, and I say some, like, like I'm not gonna. Uh, it, it, there's, there's most definitely science at play, chemical, you know, imbalances in people's um, in people's minds or physically, but there I do think that some 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 situations um have been exacerbated um or or caused by people just 
just being just drifting away from that. And I, I think like, you know, especially like, you know, people talk about social media, I don't think social media is bad, but you know, ultimately it's 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 a heavy stimuli. It's really like when you when you stop using it, you realise, wow. Like like so I've stopped using it and I go on the Instagram and I'm like, wow, there's all these things like flicking blah, blah, blah. and like how much is my 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 like my eyes and mind like taking in? And then, so I've, I'm no longer really, I can't, I can't, I can't be tuned in to what I really need, what I really need to eat today. You know, do I actually mm. need to rest there? I'm kind of, I'm thinking, oh yeah, this guy says, oh yeah, like, um, go out, go out and get this and be, that's like the inspirational quote. It's like, yeah, but that's not actually what I needed. Like, yes, I heard that and it might be a good thing, but today I didn't need that. And if we can find that, let's say that reduction in in in, in stimuli, um, that extra quiet to kind of just try to tune into ourselves a bit more better and what we need, I think over the long term it could really be beneficial. Um, I, I I definitely feel less less stressed um, because of some of the kind of like emotional management. Um, practices I've been able to do over over the last few years, and not only that, I just don't think I would be where I, I don't think I'd be where 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 I am today if without them. You know, especially when it comes to managing 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 people, um, and I say managing people not in the sense of like as a as a te- as a team leader. I mean managing like situations with 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 other people. Do it. Did I flare up at that moment um, because I didn't take the time to 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 calm my own inner chimp and and try to understand that other person's other person's perspective? Um, so the universe yeah, so is on a number of things. There are just ideas that are coming to my head. So apologies, I wasn't completely coherent. But yeah, that's just um, a few things. America, no, one hundred percent. Do you know what? <laughs> again yesterday i was sat here in the same spot surprise surprise and i was having a podcast conversation with a uh swedish sports performance psychologist and he has no back- background in hospitality he stumbled across the podcast from sat because sat baines told him about it when he spoke to sat baines about wanting to get involved with working with his team and he was saying exactly the same thing about emotional management and and how is um, how is in hospitality? He believes that emotional management is one of those one of the key components to exacerbating situations, and that we as an industry perhaps don't practice enough inward looking and you know looking at our inner monologues, looking at how we react to situations, why we react to those situations, how we're reacting to them, because we're quite a reactive. Like certainly within hospitality, I think we can sometimes be quite reactive. You know, we've always got a lot of different things coming at us all at once, all at one time. You know, you're getting overstimulated, overstimulated on a on a daily basis, right? And so often enough, we don't get that opportunity just to stop and actually you know spend time without distraction and just sit and process and yeah one. I think it was a fantastic point. One, one, one thing I've I've been thinking about a lot during this lockdown is is the the age profile um, 
that um of 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 like my team but i think the industry in in general um you know it's probably especially from compared with where i came out from um you know it's it you know my, my peer, the peers are are usually are usually younger um and at times younger with a lot more responsibility as well of managing other people like I was a I was a strategy consultant and I was twenty. This guy was twenty five, and I would have not really anybody under me. I wasn't a supervisor, so I was just doing my job and I was reporting into a manager. And then maybe my manager was probably my age now, you know, thirty, early thirties, and I had like seven people under him. My general manager, you know, and we're a small restaurant has like 15 people there, around, yeah, around 15 people, you know, he's not that much older than me. But then at the same time, if he's off and my front of house supervisors were in, you know, they were under, def, I think they were all um, under 25 managing that team. people. So you've got like young people who have, just by the very nature of their own lives, trying to find, settlement in their career in their relationships in their own in their own self who they are trying to manage in other people who are trying to do and it's like I, I i do think there's a lot of um that's a reactive energy because you, you you haven't been through life situations which met provide you know enables you to be more phlegmatic about situations because it's happened for and you know it's not the you know the the end you know so i do think the the age profile um makes a big difference and the age profile of how much you have to manage other people and i say it's not just managing managing your own team members but like managing another customer you know and how many customers you're seeing each day and stuff like that so I do think there's a bit of a responsibility. I, well, I, I, I think it's a responsibility of myself, you know, I, I take that on, of of trying to um, impart that 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 mindset or emotional emotional management. You know, I do think it's I do think it's important, especially if I'm going to be promoting people of you know of a younger age and to certain levels of of, of leadership. You know, they're not going to just need to know, understand the processes of my business. They're going to need to know, understand, you know, how to go about managing self and managing and managing other people in relation to their self. You know, that's I, th- I think that's super. I think that's super important. Massively so. I think you hit the nail on the head with that as well. We've got a it's not just a skill gap shortage, but we've got an age gap shortage where, you know, a ripe old age of 35 or 40 in this industry is, you know, you're one of the elders, yeah. you know, you've got through to the, to the final, the final leg. Um, and I do think, you know, it's, it's, it's a key point that you, we are looking at and there's nothing wrong with the, you know, the younger demographic coming into this industry, but we need to work as an industry to provide them with, we're never going to be able to give them experience. And it was, I didn't find myself until I had a mental, mental health issue, 29 and went through therapy you know I was early 30s and I found myself and found how I wanted to be and who I wanted to be and how comfortable I was with that 
So we're never going to be able to necessarily provide this on a plate to, to these individuals, but certainly looking at the skill sets that they have and the areas that they need that we can provide them with tools in order to build their resilience, I think is is important, certainly in management roles as well. Yeah. Which is which is also funny because then us as management, you know, are then also quite relatively young. Like, you know, like I said, I go back I go back to projects that I had and, you know, the the, the MD is yeah, you know, 50s, late, late 40s and 50s. I know we have 20 years worth of experience in industry, you know, 30 years of, of work experience generally. Hi, what? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just bored. You know, <laughs> like, it's just, it's great. It is when, yeah. when you, when you understand it, you're like, oh, yeah, may, maybe that is not every, not you know, the, the, the only factor, but part, partly at play, you know, um, I I I I I love the youthful energy of my of my. I say youthful like as if I'm not young myself, but like is he? Is they are more uh, younger than me. So that this this youthful energy for from my team, but I also see sometimes their decision making, and it's just and it's just because the the processes of decision making is not as maybe refined as as myself. And as opposed to someone who's forty, would be even probably even more so, you know. So as I said, there is there is, I do think there's a, um, uh, uh, I said a responsibility for for those of of a management level just to realise that actually, yes, you aren't the finished article, but you can do a lot to bring that other person along. Not just teaching them about work, the working, but teaching them. About I say managing self, you know, being a, trying to be the be, the best version of them of themselves as well. Um, so I'm I'm actually like I'm super excited um, about getting back to um, to reopening our restaurant because one thing that my sister and I didn't have when we were doing the pop ups was a team, um, and you know I, I I remember reading a lot um, and dreaming a lot about team building. And how the team would would be, and yeah, last year was just so difficult in that we started in and we were all we were all in lockdown and had this like had this now to try and keep everybody engaged when one you didn't know what was going on, you know everyone the whole you know going on the restaurant so society didn't know what was going on, and at the same time you didn't individuals didn't know each other, no they just they just all new recruits and yeah they can have a laugh and a joke but did they really trust each other did they really trust me they didn't know no so this over the last year it's been great to actually get to know you know my my team members but also reflect on some of the things that we were kind of planning to do or how I was going to interact and think actually I'm not sure that's what I how I really want to be uh, a team leader that's not really the way that I think we're going to build the culture that we're trying to build, you know. So that's been, you know, a blessing in the sense of being able to have that kind of reflective time um, when, you know, we've not been at you know, helter-skelter pace. How, I mean, it's a big question. Uh, it's this one that certainly from the Help Out Eat Out scheme, a lot of people struggled with is uh, how do you build in that, team building that overall motivation when you know you're you're 
knee deep in in covers because you know, the general public's excited about coming back out again and trying you know trying some fantastic food that they're perhaps they're not comfortable familiar with like how do you go about structuring that framework yeah so it's a really good question i think one thing we we need to actually really look at the business the restaurant business model because um in, in a lot of other industries, management have an opportunity to be people managers primarily. However, in our industry, a lot of the managements are key operational people. They're running the floor. So you don't have time to completely run the floor, then, then input all the data for COGS for the ownership, and then and then and then make sure your your team have got their rotors, and then and then have to manage you know the other kind of issues that are arising, and and try to impart this this wisdom. So I, I do think it's we I think it's the business model as a whole probably needs to be looked at, and how that then manifests itself in terms of of pricing and, and costing of things. Um, I think will be interesting to see, at least from from our perspective, that we're thinking about these things, because you do need to bake in time of of managers where they're doing thinking work, where they're doing you know people development, people development work, and if we're always just operating at this 100% capacity with no with no slack, the system very quickly gets broken, you know. So that's that's something which is it's, it's a really I, I don't have the answer and it's something which maybe if, if you speak to me in five years I'll be like yeah this is what we did you know because we're at the very start of this journey and um yeah I think one thing that I said it's been a blessing is having an opportunity to start and then in, in terms of the restaurant but having this kind of mad year which is also given a lot of time to be reflective about okay how would how would I now actually try and try and do it? Um, so, but coming back to um, to actually try and answer the question, um, one thing we have were fortunate, I suppose, is that we're not open like six days or seven days a week. So that kind of builds in some kind of natural time to like reset you know we've been reusing this time in the the lockdown to actually have some of our first socials you know virtually and just get to get to know each other I think also for myself one thing I'm quite keen to do is actually just have more regular check-ins with my with my team Uh, that's not like a performance management thing that's not about you know, let's catch up on the sales. I mean, this is just a, a general check-in with with them. And I said, it goes back to my understanding of, or, or my thinking of, okay, especially if we've got younger members of the team that, well, actually, if, if they're having to try and move house and are struggling because it's the first time they've moved house and someone issues the landlord and, and that issue is not being managed and because they're struggling to manage it, well, they're not going to be excelling in their job. So if there can be that conversation and that touch point, and I can understand that there's this challenge they're having with their landlord, and I can go, oh, you know what? You shouldn't 
you should get this letter from them or you should speak to this person and that and that and that can alleviate that stress then they're going to be a lot better you know team member um so i i do think it's important for me as i said to kind of just have those have those have those regular regular check-ins um and um yeah as i said i'm i'm looking forward to seeing how how we go this go this year um in in terms of just trying to have a better culture and more aligned to what we were, we were trying to do, which is like have this really kind of that strong family unit. I love that. I like that a lot. It's, um, yeah, again, it resonates with me. I was, um, actor Islam was also saying the same thing about how sometimes you need to invest in your staff, just not necessarily in skill sets and, you know, what they need in order to do their job more efficiently but also you know life advice and financial advice you know like he was saying that you know if one of his young commies comes in with a belt on and it was 200 quid and the guy was like yeah look at my 200 pound belt act i was like why on earth did you spend 200 pound on a belt for like it holds your trousers up like think about what you could be doing with that money instead i've built a business with less you know and it's about educating um and and as you say if there are problems at home if there's stuff going on behind the scenes it's about how you can provide support for that because ultimately one not only do you improve their performance and make their life better but also you've got a strong member of staff who's willing to stick by you then because you've created that family culture and i I like that i respect that a lot. yeah one other thing that's uh, i've just i've been thinking about is just about sharing the resources like you know i've I've read certain books. I've li- listened to certain articles, and I one thought I thought was about having this like library. Um, but I think also the other thing is just being attuned to the individuals, so that I give say I could maybe suggest at you know at you know chosen moments. Oh, a certain piece of 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 you know information to go and go and read. Um, and I say that because actually the other day, like. One of my chefs, oopsie, one of one of my um, chefs was um, was asking about uh, a, a new book that he just wanted to read. Just not even to to necessarily learn some, just to have some some new, yeah, a new adventure. And I was like, cool, you know, I've got some, you know, I've got, we've got some Nigerian books in the in the restaurant, but they we they're ornamental. Um, they've been like some of them have been in our family homes for for years, and so they're not leaving. But I have lots of novels and stuff at home, so I literally went home and like you know, sh- and I took a couple of pictures of the, the, the books that I had, and like he was so grateful for it. But like not only that, I know he's going to learn, you know, co- like a lot more about you know this this culture. It's aligned with his own passion around music and stuff like that. So I, as I said, I do think there's an opportunity just to. And see if you can be in tune with them to then know at when to to share resources, you know, or to share a contact um, that can help them, you know, along in in what they're trying to do outside of outside of their job. Because I know how invaluable that's been to to, to my life, um, and I'm sure it's the same to yourself. I, it's one 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 thing we're just talking about, you know, being in tune with the things going on. Um, uh, one of my so one of my, my big passions is is Liverpool Football Club. Uh, you know, I, I love I love the club. 
Um, I love watching the games, um, you know, go into them when I can. And um, But critically, like Jurgen Klopp, he, he's been like a someone I've been trying to learn more about as a, as a, as a management role model. And I say learn more about because ultimately you're only ever going to see the, the, the facade that the media portrays or that he portrays. I can't necessarily get close to him. However, you know, there's one quote I remember him talk, uh, saying that there was a, there was a, a left back and someone hadn't informed him that his wife was pregnant or in fact was having a baby. And he was fuming. He was like, why, how can this piece of information not be shared amongst our imagine? Yes, okay, yes, we know his heart rate and his ability to go, but how can you not know and be informing us that his, his, you know, his wife's about to give birth? Like, just think about his ability to perform on that pitch that day. Like, he could be, like, he could be, he could be completely fine, but, you know, but ultimately we should know just so we can check on that. And that, that kind of like, you know, did, did it kind of stick with me, just actually just how important those, those things can, can be. And like, just trying to you know, find a way. And it, it's a balance because some people don't necessarily want to share that, you know? Um, so it's not about being intrusive, but being, being there as you know, someone you can be, you know, you can come and speak to and, and open up if it needs to be. 100%. Yeah. Open culture. There's no space for stoicism when it comes to like, you know, achieving life's goals and, and progressing through life. You know, sometimes uh, you have to speak, speak out and open up. And it's, you know, it's, it's, it's creating a right environment to be able to do that on as well. So, um, Lush. So you've said um, you like quite like meditation, you like solitude as a time to reflect and to, to grow. What are the sort of two or three things do you do to, to keep yourself firing on all cylinders and match fit? Yeah, the, the uh, building on that same theme is, is my gratefulness. Um, I've kept a gratefulness diary for, so where are we now, about seven years. Um, I write in it every day. Right. Um, yeah, typically at least 10 things. Um, I use it to help me reframe negative situations. Um, I, I use it to also just think about some very small wins, like, oh, how that was really nice when I was in the park running and then, like, I saw the, the dad walking his, his daughter or, like, you know, that was that was really fun. Like, just kind of find little things in, 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 in the day. And also, like, as I said, being like, oh, that was really great that I had that argument with my with my mom because that really upset me and made me remember how much I really love my mom and I don't want to upset her again. Like just you know, like um, rather than hold it. and it, it really like sometimes I just finish it and, I'm, and I just go into my phone and just send a few messages or people just like that was really brilliant. Like you know, just because you just just taking that time to just be you know more positive about the world that I'm I'm living in. Um, and then I train regularly. Um, for me, that's that's key. Um, I've you know, done swimming. Um, I've done. A, I did a triathlon. Um, right now, my my main thing is calisthenics, uh, which will like kind of 
functional um, movement um, and uh, the kind of nat- using natural body strength and the like. So uh, this morning I went for a run. So just just keeping keeping active and keeping fit for me is 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 pretty central to to my well being. I feel a lot. I feel a ton better when I've been able to train, and I'm pretty. I'm pretty consistent about it being in the morning. Like I don't really like training in the evening. I have my routine in the mornings. Um, tends to be try to get some some exercise in if I can. Um, my meditation, my gratefulness, and then I start my day. I also eat breakfast. Like I've been religious about eating breakfast since since a kid. And I remember being I was at I used to go to boarding school. I remember these guys are like. They just wouldn't want to get out of bed because they just, like when I'm actually hours in bed and I was like absolutely not. Like, I'm having breakfast. I, I I can tell you on one hand in the five years I was at Bulls, I think I missed breakfast twice. Like I just don't miss breakfast. Like why would I do that? Like it sets me completely up for the day. Like <laughs> that's like my secret sauce. Structure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it, and I love the I love the gratitude journal as well. Long before like I mean, I only became familiar with journals about. About a year ago, I think when Adam Simmons was saying to me, he started journaling. So we went and got a load of Mise journals published. And it wasn't until I actually started doing it that, um, yeah, I found the benefits. And funny you should mention that. Like today, like the world, well, it was a stressful day, right? Today was stressful. The printer wasn't working. I needed to print something off to get PayPal working again because my business account had been shut down. And I had to print it, to sign it, to take a photo, to scan it, to send it back on. So it just wasn't working, right? People were emailing to say they couldn't buy stuff from the store. Printer wasn't working. And at one point today, I went, this is too much. And suddenly the day became too much. And I could feel myself getting stressed out. Anyway, three hours later, the printer started working. So I printed that bit off, signed it, took a photo of it, sent it across, and PayPal emailed back within five minutes saying, yeah, it's all sorted. And all of a sudden, my brain was like, this day's a good day. And all of a sudden, all my stresses, they went. And it's so powerful just to be able to try and... I That wasn't a good example for me saying, yeah, I let stuff get on top of me. And sometimes stuff does get on top of you. But to be able to start to train and point out things like you said, you know, thanks for that argument, man. It made me realize I really love you. Like, that's a really cool, cool paradigm shift, isn't it? It's a perception tilt. Turning something that could be deemed as negative into a positive, I like that. Yeah, I think I think your example was actually good, and the reason I say it's good because, like, just because I do these things doesn't mean things don't happen. I get sometimes get stressed, of course. However, there's there's an, a reset. I have I've, I've built in this reset mechanism, and because what happens is Monday was stressful, then I wake up and I'm kind of grumpy, so then I didn't train. And then, like, so then Tuesday's worse. By, by Wednesday, you're just, like, absolutely in the shit. Do you know what I mean? But, and so, mm. very much, like, roll over. But just by having that that little check-in, it's like, okay, this is another day. I've got a real good chance of this day being a great day. Let's go for it. Like, that's how I, that's how I, that's how I feel. Like, and then people are like, oh, why are you so, like, positive, optimistic? Like, well, I've got 24, 24 hours more. Let's go. Let's, let's see what we could do. You know, yesterday happened. So yeah, doesn't even let's say yeah, obviously it was stressful weeks and the like, but like having that reset mechanism for me has been like super helpful. And I think it can help you that that mechanism could be you said could be training, it could be it could just be like 
you eat a certain meal, you have a smoothie, and you look out at the sky or whatever, like you go walk your dog, but like just having that thing, not just not just having that thing which like you do, but also having that thing that you know you do, which it helps you reset. Because knowing that you do it to help you reset means when things do get on top, then you're like, okay, let me go and use that that mechanism. Um, I think there's sometimes you just do things naturally. You're like, okay, like someone who walks a dog, it's like, okay, I just walk my dog. But did you know, or do you take or assign walking your dog as as alleviating stress so that when that stress happens, okay, now I'm going to go and walk that dog and maybe I'm going to walk that dog even more today because I really needed it. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Mental fitness, as you said earlier, and it's something we need to pay attention to. Do you know what? I don't know why... Do you remember that film with Leonardo DiCaprio in it? Was it Leonardo DiCaprio? Where, like in a dream, when they're in a like a dream and the different levels of the dream, and they have this little widget that they hold on to. Inception. What's it called? Inception. Is it Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah, yeah, that was a sick movie, by the way. That was class. Yeah, <laughs> really good. Wait, tell you what, that that warps your brain if you watch that too many times. But that was that was their way of resetting and, and what you've just done has touched upon a, a fantastic thing and none of this comes naturally like for anyone out there listening it thinks yeah it's all right it's easier said than done like this is something you have to train for and you have to start building as part of your structure because at no point like i used to be a horribly negative person like all the time always and i it wasn't just days like we didn't get to wednesday and i was in the shit i was in the shit by tuesday and that carried on for a month and it impacted and resonated. And I'm one of these guys who's I'm quite um, I'm quite empathic. I've learned so I can walk into a room and I can feel that room. I can feel you know if someone's had an argument. I can feel things around me. But also in a similar vein, if I'm in a bad mood, I can turn that entire room round. <laughs> and yeah, and that I used to do that on a regular basis. I never got invited out anywhere because of the fact. <laughs> Don't invite him to the party if he's in a bad mood. He'll ruin it. Um, and you do, you have to learn, you have to train, you have to practice these sort of things. They don't just necessarily come naturally. And neuroplasticity is a thing. And for anyone who wants to learn more about it, TED Talks, neuroplasticity, it will change your life. Um, my one is um, the, the Chimp Paradox by Dr. Stephen Peters. Um, yeah, just completely changed my life. Um, 20, 20, 2014, you know, just... I think I did some good things, but that really crystallised, you know, this this idea of my emotions and my you know, my croc- or crocodile brain and just managing this chimp. And, yeah, as I said, just kind of sets you down a path because you kind of, you start looking at other materials and learning about, okay, and then and then having this kind of conversation with Chris, you're like, oh, let me go look at this TED Talk that, <laughs> that, Chris, that Chris has recommended, you know? So, um, yeah, but that, that, was my, that was my intro. Yeah, amazing. I'm um, one thing that's uh, the Burnt Chef Academy went live this week, and one thing that I was very keen on on having was a section whereby TED Talks I found inspirational over the years. I've loaded up on there for other people to take advantage of. Mm. So they're quite mentally mental health um, focused at this moment in time. But you know things like neuroplasticity, things about you know inspiring paradigm shifts about like the planet and how long we've been on this planet for, and it's like like tiny minuscule amount. I'd like to upload on there as well. So it is just like a central resource hub that people can access and they can find inspiration on a daily basis. I bang on about TED Talks, but like it's 20 minutes from your day and it could ultimately blow your mind wide open. Yeah, 100%. I love it. Um, that sounds love like a good little resource that I would like to share with some, 
to my team, to be honest. Yeah, just search anything and then type TED Talk after the, afterwards. I can guarantee you, like, you know, oh, they've got so many, and I could talk to you about them, but um, I don't know if I would be using the right terminology for some things that are incredible. I'll play it down too much. Anyway, um, in terms of advice for someone looking to pursue a sort of similar career path to yourself, I mean, from the sounds of things, um, there, you know, a lot of people within hospitality listen to this podcast. So I don't know if we get any like strategy advisors or business consultants listening to this, but if you do, we're about to drop some bombs. <laughs> um, yeah, I suppose the, the advice, um, wherever you, wherever you are, was, was kind of going back to the points I made before about like, just taking it each step you know don't look up don't look too far up the ladder um you know i think also appreciate wherever you are and whoever you're there with because you don't know when that other that person um will be could be super you know valuable um to your to your next your next chapter of your life, I think that's something which has really helped me. You know, um, not just not just from the consulting, but like you know, maybe I've when I, mean, I worked in in restaurants and then I just didn't try to do a good job as best a, a job I could. Doesn't mean you make mistakes, and you know that reputation has then proceeded to then and now going back to that same restaurant, but no longer as their as their waiter but now as a, a restaurateur and that's like oh can I speak to because I'm trying to get some knowledge about you know what you know how you run the restaurant and they're open to having a conversation because they knew you were a good you know you were a good waiter you turned up on time and you know you were honest and, and you know hard working and people I think people people see that people see those things and, and, and value those, those those small things um yeah 100% I like that so recently, um, we started working with a, a large hotel chain like Hotel Divan and Malmaison Group, and they they've selected us as their charity partner. And the head of HR there contacted me out of the blue to see if we could get involved with each other. The head of HR happens to be sisters with a lady who I once contacted about getting some T-shirts printed two years <laughs> ago in Dorset. And we ended up getting on well. I never use her services yet at this moment in time. I do intend to. But just because of the fact that we took time to have a conversation and get on the same level and build rapport and, you know, enjoyed each other's conversation, ended up getting a referral to the head of HR for Malmaison on the Hotel de Van and potentially has ended up aiding the Burnt Chef project and the work that we can do tenfold. So nice, nice. Universe. 100%. 100% universe it, it, it's funny how sometimes I see people that they only they only want to um, see see people as worthy of their time um, um, you know or their kindness um, when they can see that a clear alignment to what they're trying to do e.g okay, I, you know, I want a big, I want to, I don't know, this is hospitality, but let's like, just say, take the argument that I, I, I want to build a video game. Um, I want to become a video game, you know, I don't know, called builder. And there's this other guy out there who I think can be a mentor to me. So I'm going to be super kind to him. But there's this other guy 
who, you know, he's just a chef and I'm not really going to be, you know, chat to him or the bus driver, I'm not going to be chat to him. But then what you didn't know was actually the bus driver, the chef's, like, dad is actually that guy's boss, the video guy's boss. And actually, had you been super cool with him, the chef, he would have introduced you to his dad and he's the one who's actually going to give you a job. Do you know? So it's actually... It, it, it's so it's so not a linear path more often than not um and as i said knowing that kind of I, I feel makes me a lot more feel a lot more free because yes i set the path but it doesn't mean that i'm then rigid every day in what i'm trying to in trying to get there because i know that it takes a you know con, a convoluted route and just stick to the stick to the principles that i have and the values that i have um and yeah uh, as I said, don't don't look too far up the ladder. Just next step, next step. Get this little bit more information. Get this next extra contact, extra skill. See where we go. Right? Seriously, see where we go. Because I think there's also a lot of luck involved as well. Infinite possibilities. Infinite. And you think about how the world, how the universe was created, depending on your viewpoints and your religions, etc. You know, there's so many small factors that had to come into play at the right time to be able to create life in this in this universe. And as a result, you know, think about how many small factors and small touches on your life on a day to day basis it takes, and the right sort of you know right components. I think that you just have to. There are infinite possibilities to be able to take your day and your life in any particular way that you want yeah. to, just being open to them and willing to accept them when they come. Yeah. Absolutely, I love that. So to round this off, the last question that I ask all of my guests, uh, and I'm going to ask yourself as well, because I think it could be quite profound. Um, Gosh. If you were to give some, give some advice... <laughs> <laughs> I've created a platform now. That's it. If you know, if it's just be like, don't do drugs. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, so if you could give advice to like a 16 year old version of yourself, is there anything that you would say to yourself that would change the path you've on or encourage a path in a certain direction? I don't think it would change the path. I think it would maybe make the path easier. Um, and I possibly would be further along. Um, and that's actually about, um, it's all kind of amounts to the same thing, sleeping, um, actually sleep, actually rest, um, take take time, take time out. Um, and as I say, it's not just taking time out to rest, but taking time out to think, because I think at times I was so, so wanting to go, 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 that meant, yeah, I didn't want to sleep as much, and then, and then, so I didn't want to think, and I was making make, make, maybe be, make bad decisions, and then you're kind of like you're 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 um, grumpy, and the like, and next like, yeah, just getting the right amount of sleep and realizing I can't do everything, and I'm just gonna actually have to let some things go. I think would have allowed me to, as I said, have an have an easier path to where where I am now. Um, um, and I think along, along that is that I've always been tenacious, um, but I haven't actually, I'm not, I haven't been patient. And just this idea, and I have been like persistently patient. And um, 
you know, or patiently persistent, however you want to cut it. But the uh, whole idea is that it doesn't mean you, you stop knocking on the door. You know, it doesn't, you don't dull your tenacity, but you also just extend your timelines of expectations of this thing happening. Um, because that's up to you a lot of the times where the stress, you know, came from, from me putting my, under myself or also under other people and then getting angry that things weren't happening on the timelines that was happen- happening. Now, if I actually reflect on that, things were always moving forward. And so I could have been happy and grateful for that you know, and, 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 and cheering other people along for how they supported me along that. But actually I was annoyed because my timelines were like there. Do you know what I mean? And actually, if I could just have increased that timeline um, for the expectation of the unexpected things that are going to happen along the way, um, but at the same time, continue to be tenacious and continue to be persistent, I would have been a lot happier. I would have been a lot happier. Told you it would be profound. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I was all right. That was lush. Thank you, man. I appreciate that a lot. Um, I guess the final thing then, just to round this off, is uh, you know where can people find you online? Where 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 is your restaurant? Where in the world is it? Where yes. can we where can yes. we come yes. and experience? Yes. The time the time has come for me to to plug. Don't don't log off the podcast just yet. Um, so yeah, Chukus, um, we are in Tottenham Seven Sisters in North London. Um, we also do a nationwide delivery service as well. So whether you're in, listening in Scotland or Wales or South of England, East England, we can we can deliver to your door as well some of our Nigerian food and culture. Um, so on the social media, we're at Chukus LDN. That's C H U K U S L D N. ChukusLondon.co.uk. Um, chukuslondon.co.uk on the website um, me personally I'm also on social media at efrederick90 and um, you can follow me on LinkedIn or the like um, just search my name Emeka Frederick so that's us that's me okay thank you very much and um, yeah just check uh, check Emeka out and if there's anything else that uh, you want to ask him about business or you know about I don't know from anything else that we've discussed today hit him up on social media and you know when when we're not taking breaks from social media we'll respond hey <laughs> yeah well I think my, I think my email is out there somewhere as well so um yeah and I, I do I do respond I've had some interesting questions um um and I do think as I said like kind of part of my mantra like you know if I can if I think I've got value to add um and I can, I have the time and everything. Then, then let me try, let me try and share because I've definitely had a lot of random reached out to a lot of random people, seemingly random people, and 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 got some support in 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 a way, and it's been super valuable in terms of just getting me along to where to where I am today. So, if I can help, why not? Good. Thank you very much. I'll speak to you soon. Cool. Nice. Thank you very much. Cheers, man. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the Burnt Chef Journal. We'll be back again next week with another episode, but in the meantime, if you wanted to learn more about the Burnt Chef Project, please head over to our website, www.theburntchefproject.com, where we have a range of merchandise which is designed to create awareness. 
We offer training modules. We also provide support services and also you'll find access to our online app, which is free to use internationally. Do feel free to give us a follow and a like on social media and we'll look forward to seeing you again next week.